What's up everyone, Ron Carter here, the host of E-Commerce Billionaires. And in this episode, we're gonna cover how to grow and scale your online business without having to spend a dime of your own money. That's right, not only is it possible, but it's doable. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. Stay tuned. And if you find the information in this episode or in this podcast in, in any way, shape or form helpful to you or your business or you start applying things and, and you see some money start to come in and you're just like, I'm so glad I found that dude with the curly hair that is like talking about sales funnels 24 seven because I'm making some money now. If any of this happens to be you, please leave us a review. We'd super appreciate it and it just helped get the show out there to other people and, and, and start impacting other people in a positive way and help them get their message out and grow their store. And let's not, you know, let's cover the pink elephant in the room, make some money in the process, right? Cause we're all doing this so that we can pay ourselves, you know, all, you know, spreading our, our impact and, and getting our message out there is great, but not when, you know, we're not even making a dime in the process. <laughs> right. So anyways, um, let's get right back to it. Uh, how I got into Shopify. I don't think it was the same way that most people got into Shopify. I got into Shopify the day that I crossed the street and got smacked into by a car. So December 13th, 2017, true story. Uh, I was crossing the street in front of the hospital <laughs> of all places for this to happen. Probably a, a good spot. Um, <laughs> it's a hospital that I work at, but I was on leave that day, but I had to go up there for something. So I was up there and I was crossing the street and, uh, and I got hit by a guy who took off from the stop sign. Uh, I was on the other side of the intersection from him, so he kind of floored it like he was late from somewhere. And, and from what it looked like, it looked like he like stopped, because it was just me and him in the intersection. From my perspective, it looked like he like stopped, and because I watched him stop. And then I started to cross the street, and he just floored it. Like, and it looked like maybe he had stopped and looked at his phone or something and uh, like was looking around when he stopped and then looked down at his phone and hit the gas without looking up because he sped straight into me. He was still speeding up when he hit me and I kind of got stuck to the front of the car and for about 30 feet until he let off the gas and then I you know, got thrown while he stopped. And um, so that day I got taken out from work for about two months and and my work that I still currently do hopefully not for long is um it's physically demanding I work at that hospital that I got hit in front of and I deliver linen uh it's a VA hospital so it's um all all veterans that are patients there I'm a veteran myself I was in the air force for eight years as soon as I got out of high school um, and, uh, so that's how I ended up getting a job there, but long story short, the housekeepers there, like I'm a housekeeper. That's what I got hired as, but I ended up delivering linen, which is cool with me. I don't have to, you know, even if I had to scrub toilets and stuff, I would have did it. That's what I applied for, but they have me delivering clean linen. Definitely a positive trade-off, but <laughs> 
So I couldn't work for two months after this accident. And I'm thinking like, it's cool. I'm going to get reimbursed for all this. Uh, so that, you know, ate through all my money. I'm going to physical therapy almost every day because um, I tore three tendons in my knee. I had a herniated disc in my back. I had road rash up and down my left arm. The whole right side of my face a couple of days after the accident was swollen from hitting the windshield. And uh, my right hand was completely numb, like I had nerve damage in my right hand. Uh, and now the only thing that I have, it's uh, what, 10 months later, um, I have knee pain uh, still almost every day. Uh, the more active I am, it's there. But that that's another motivating factor and another reminder to me of why I'm why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because um, I can't work a demanding job. My knee hasn't had a chance to even fully heal because my job, I'm pulling like 500-pound carts of linen around this eight or a six-story uh, hospital, seven if you count the basement, um, which is where we store all the linen. And uh, yeah, and so we don't get paid too much for for it. It's a, and it makes sense to me now because I understand um, that you get paid for what you can create, not what you can do. If it's a skill that anyone can do with their hands, it's not worth that much to the market because uh, they can train somebody in a day and then replace you. So your check's not going to be as high. That's why people that work at McDonald's also are security guards and they're also uh, stocking shelves at the grocery store in their spare time. And, uh, and they don't have the time to create something. And I know because I'm 33 years old and I spent my life in this category of working. And, and when I had this accident and I was depending on this insurance money that I'm like, yeah, well, he was insured, so it's going to be all good. And like six months down the road, um, come to find out he was insured, but he only had liability insurance. We thought he had full coverage. So we, we were, my lawyer, when I say we, I mean my lawyer, my doctor and I thought that we were probably going to get around 100000 from the accident, from the circumstances and what they're used to seeing and my injuries, most importantly. And uh, what, for future costs, um, for, because they think that I, my knee might need surgery, but they didn't know yet at the time. And we're really not going to know for a couple more months because it was uh, supposed to take around a year to see if all these, um, what are they called? Contusions are, are healed up because that could be what's causing my knee pain. Um, cause I had a bunch of those in there too. And I also have a Baker cyst in my knee, which is like a sack of fluid. It's like when my knee got hit, some stuff tore and then some fluid that's already in the knee got moved to a spot where it's not supposed to be. And it's just kind of sitting there. That's what that is. And they also may need to get rid of that if that's causing problems. So, um, yeah, well, we found out the day that that we, like, won the lawsuit or whatever. It didn't go to court the day that they just accepted. And uh, when we had all of our paperwork together and, and everything, it was uh, about six months after the accident. We find out that he only had liability insurance, and their coverage is only 15000 So that means instead of all of us each getting a hundred grand, it meant all of us each getting five. 
and I was so depressed that day. That was the worst day ever because I had all these plans for that money. I thought I was going to take it and invest it and figure out. Like I had this this scheme of I had this plan set up where I'm going to do this thing that I see that people are doing that's making them successful. And then I'm going to do this other thing with that money that other people are doing that makes them successful. And then I won't have to work here anymore. But now I can see that that's unreasonable. It's unreasonable thinking to think that all I need was the money to be able to be successful at something that I haven't put the time and the effort into learning and mastering. It wouldn't have happened like that anyways, but I thought it would have. And uh, so I can see how this all happened for the better now, because after a couple of days of me crying, <laughs> when I was like, oh, my $100,000 not coming, which you, how many of you can relate to that? You know, for months, your, your lawyer is telling you like, yeah, we, you know, we're going to get that because full coverage insurance bodily injury is usually 300000 So that's, and this accident definitely um, needs that. So, yeah, sorry, I'm just feeling it, feeling it for a minute again. <laughs> but uh, after a couple days of, of me being sick as a dog about that, I came to a realization, and that's that, and I was like, man, this is the most, this is the, this is, this, to me, in my head, this seems like the ideal situation where something is owed to someone, and everyone that you meet agrees, but it still isn't given. And, uh, and I always thought that for some reason I never got lucky with like any, like my story is I, I've never had any settlements come from any relatives or, you know, not anything that's like substantial, you know, um, and, uh, like I, I think, uh, I got a thousand dollars once out of, it doesn't matter the details, but you see what I mean? So. And I hear other people's stories about them getting this and then blowing that. And, and I'm realizing now, since my family, I have a, a long line. I come from a long line of workers, of implementers, not imaginers, not people who are getting paid for their imagination. So they haven't learned this stuff. So it makes sense. But uh, so I was so sick about not getting that money. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to do something about it because the universe is not going to give me something that I haven't earned. And I really felt that and I read and it resonated so much with me. Like it was like a, I had this moment of clarity where that it made so much sense where it was like, well, if, if that's true and I believe that, then the life beyond my wildest dreams is just it's just out of reach and the only thing that's going to get me there is taking that first step of into the unknown and just start to do some work not not research stuff but start to actually do some stuff 
and uh and then just and see what happens and that was the that was the day that my entrepreneurial uh, journey started because that day I got off of work and I was all over YouTube looking for uh, ways to make money. And at first I stayed away from anything that was like $100 online every day because I was like, yeah, right. Um, I didn't believe it. And, uh, and I didn't want to get sucked into something where I have to pay some money to find out some info. And I find out that that's all you're doing. That's, that's what I thought all that was before um, really being exposed to the business to business or, you know, make money online niche and, and know that there's that, you know, there are scammers, but there are a lot of people who are really making a, more than a solid income doing that, teaching people how to really make money. And um, so I start looking first, I was looking for the quick payout. Of course, because I was like, I'm behind on bills. Thought all this money was coming in, and it didn't. And uh, and you know, the money still was on its way. I knew that it that it dropped down before it came in. It was still like two weeks away before all the paperwork can get filed and we could actually go to the bank. Um, so I'm preparing. And I'm thinking, what am I going to put this money into? Because I'm not going to get this huge payout. So I'm going to make this payout for me. And I'm going to get out of this job. I don't know how to do it, but I know I'm going to. And, and, and really, that same inertia from that is what's still keeping me going. Because it's like, the day that I got hit is the day that I realized that um, no day is promised, man. Like, I almost died that day. Not that my injuries almost killed me, but, like, I got hit, and then on my left side, I'm stuck to the car. He stops, and I did, like, I did half of a cartwheel in the air. Like, a left, like, to my left, like, doing a cartwheel in the air. And I landed on my left-hand side, like, the same way that if you lay down on your bed on your side, and you have your, your arm under the pillow, and your head is resting on your shoulder and it's nice and comfy. I landed like that on the asphalt sliding. This is on the opposite side that I got hit from. And and I flew about a span of 50 feet from the crosswalk that I got hit in. And it's like, like when I got up and, and got sat down on this bench right next to where I got off the ground at. And I started to look at the corner and how far away it was that I was crossing the street at and it's like wow because people get hit they fall down and, and hit their head and, and they go out and it's like i just got thrown in with all this asphalt and metal in the mix and uh and no i'm sure i had a concussion but there's no like fractures or anything like um, I remember that day just being so grateful. One of my friends like escorted me home, you know, to make sure that I got home. Okay. And, uh, I didn't know I needed crutches until the next day when I couldn't get up and my knee was all swollen huge. But that night, um, he was all sad. He's like, man, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And like, I grabbed him by both shoulders and shook him and was like, John, I'm alive. And I was like almost tearing up. Like, like it, I'm so grateful. And, and that day, 
that day is the day that I realized that I'm not going to spend the majority of my life doing something that I don't want to do and that I don't like doing for a paycheck that's not enough. Period. And, uh, that day is the day that I started looking into other options that that day, or maybe the next day after my, after my headache kind of started to go away, you know, um, (laughs) I started to look into any way that I can make money online. And, um, and I went into looking into like store audits and, uh, actually back that up that's the day that that I had that realization that I'm not going to be working there I'm not going to be doing this but I still was thinking like that I'm going to get a payout that that's but that's when my attitude switched that's when it was like okay I don't like any of this stuff anymore I want to do my own thing and I'm going to find out a way to do it and I think it's going to come from this that's what happened on the day of the accident but then when the check didn't come, that was the day that, because I still felt equally as bad <laughs> because I relived the accident in my head. I'm replaying it over and over again because I had subscribed this, this worth to it. Like, yeah, this happened and that happened and this PTSD from crossing streets and, and hearing tires screech and, and, and all that and, and being freaked out whenever I hear any of it, all that kind of stuff. Um, was like, well, that's worth this, so it's okay. And so as soon as it's like, well, that's not coming, my like my instant reaction is like, that's not okay then. And it's like, and I started to have like, almost like having a panic attack or a nervous reaction. And and my solution to that was, um, regardless of what happened to you, uh, this is what I said to myself, you know, regardless of what happened to you, you are the only one who's going to make the or be able to create the life that you want. So, um, and, and it was kind of like a second realization of, of what I what I had after the accident, you know, and and that kind of refueled that, and, and it gave me the permission to find out for myself. And that was the day that uh. It was, I think it was a couple of days away from payday and I was like waiting on payday to, to, it might've been to get my Shopify store or, or, or do something. And, uh, and I realized like, man, you're getting paid every two weeks and, and you're happy with only getting paid two days out of the month. And you can do things and get paid every day. You can, you don't have to only get paid on these two days. Cause I was like, well, if I need more money, I go to work and work more overtime. And, and at this point in time in my life, I had gone back to work, but I couldn't work overtime cause my knee was hurting too bad. And when I worked overtime, we would like scrub, strip and wax floors in the hospital. So it was like hard work and we do it in the middle of the night on the weekend and, and all of it was for like 20 bucks an hour. Uh, that was our time and a half, or is, I should say, because our normal shift, we make 14 an hour, 14 something. But anyways, um, I digress. Uh, so I got into Shopify to make money, and that was after trying a couple of uh, 
secret shopper auditors for like Target and AT&T, which ended up sucking. They ended up taking like an hour for me to figure out and then like for a $5 payout. And plus I didn't have a car, so I was taking the bus all across LA to go to different malls to try to end up scooping up 10 or 15 bucks over the course of an hour or two. So that's like, this is not how I want to spend my weekend. <laughs> I'd rather just go to work and work overtime. And then I found Shopify and I started getting into the videos online and uh, followed everything that they all said and spent, and I ended up getting my payout, which, you know, the five grand, I spent it. Didn't I made some money, but I didn't. It was never profitable. I was never able to pay myself, which is what we're doing this for, right? Like I would spend money. I'd spend money on ads, but most importantly, I'd spend money on testing products. Like I would add products to my store, and I would buy a little ad, and it wouldn't do well. And then I wouldn't stick with that product. I'd find another product, or I would try to like. I would try to run my ads on Instagram and I would spend money with in, with certain influencers that weren't getting me any sales. And I wasn't learning. I wasn't staying on one path to figure it out. I was jumping from one thing to another and wondering why it's not working. And I spent up all my money. And um, I didn't know how to sell, how to sell. Um, I didn't know how to market my products. I wasn't email marketing. I was only focusing on the front end you know, on doing free plus shipping offers. And that's what you need to do, right? To acquire a customer, to get them into your world. But after that, you need to send them up through your your business's value ladder. If you don't know what that is, think about a ladder going up, like picture a ladder going up into the, into the clouds. And on every step up the ladder, they have to buy another product from your business that's more expensive to keep going up. But the thing is, they like your business, they like your products, and they like the things that you're offering, and 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 they want to get to that spot in the clouds. So you're helping them get to where they want to go by providing services that cost more and more along the way. And the whole point, that's what a value ladder is. And the whole point of your free plus shipping offer is just to get them on that ladder, to get their email and get them on that ladder so that you can start marketing to them and, and, and offering them the uh, the things that you're really trying to sell to earn money. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. And uh, that's how businesses really make money. So it makes sense that if I'm only doing free plus shipping offers and I don't have any of that back-end structure in place to happen, because you can set that up and have it automated the whole process that's right not with just shopify though um but it's totally possible which is one app it's totally amazing but anyways let me get back to the point um if you have that set up that's when your business is profitable and that's when you really make money and uh but to even have that set up, you have to know how to sell. You have to know what to write on all these web pages. And your product has to be a product that people want. And you have to know who to sell it to. There's all these variables. So where do you start? That was my problem. And uh, I didn't know. And it turns out, if you know how to sell, you know how to sell.
regardless of what you're selling. So to me, that seems like the most viable place to, to start, right? Like, because my products that I'm trying to sell, I don't know if people really want them or not. And in affiliate marketing, you can earn a commission selling other products, like information products, like, uh, for example, coaching products, like uh, Tony Robbins' personal development CD set. I'm sure that there's an affiliate site for that where uh, if you, if somebody buys that set through your link, like they click, it's like there's an ad that says get the CD set and click here. But when they click there, it sends them to the sales webpage. You know, it sends them to the sales webpage for his product. And what uh, the only difference is there's a little tag on the code. In that web page and that tag is like your id so if they buy through that web page um tony robbins's business knows and they know that to give you your cut out of that deal so the the what's great about affiliate marketing is that you can learn how to sell and you can learn how to market products but do it with products that you know are proven that you know people want and you and you already have an idea and an understanding of who wants them because you can see time and time again people already doing it there's plenty of people that are super successful selling products that you can model i didn't say copy i said model so you can look at how everything is set up get inspiration from them and then once you start getting income in you can start tweaking things testing and turn the way that they're kind of doing things into your way and once you get that down then you can start selling your own products and check this out you can build your own email list selling other people's products as well you don't just have to send them away to other web pages sales pages it's, this is totally amazing. And, and But I don't want to get any of you guys lost with the mumbo jumbo. You can do this and you can do that. Before we get into any of that, I just want to tell you guys a story. A story about a storyteller, my eighth grade English teacher, Mr. Coward. That's right. It's a real name. Mr. Coward was my eighth grade English teacher. Actually, no, seventh grade, seventh grade English teacher. And English, I don't know about you guys, but English was not my favorite subject. And I noticed that most entrepreneurs, they like solving problems, right? Um, at least I do. That's my situation. So I really liked math. That was the subject that I gravitated towards. I could just sit and figure problems out all day long. It was great. I like puzzles and stuff like that. But reading and trying to figure out what this person meant by this, and oh, it was the worst. So English, I hated it, right? Seventh grade English, Mr. Cowers class. This was the first English class that I actually liked. In his class, you know what Mr. Coward used to do that I now know uh, is the same method that I use to sell things. Mr. Coward, we would walk into his class and uh, he would be sitting on the front row, you know, sitting in one of the seats, just like he's one of the students. And we would all file into the classroom and he would have his feet kicked up and and the vibe would be like there's no teacher there. 
and, and all the students would file in and we'd all be relaxed and then he would start to tell a story. And the story would be about a student, uh, a previous student, or something that happened when he was in school, something that might have happened to him. But the point is, he would tell this story and it would engage all of us. You know, we would be listening to this story that he's telling. And sooner or later, without us even noticing it, he'd slip into the lesson. All of a sudden, he's got my full attention and he's teaching me English. And, and every day I'd be like, I would realize that I'm halfway through an English class. Uh, you know, before I realized that I'm halfway through an English class. And I'd be thinking, how did he do that? And he did that because Mr. Coward knew how to sell English. Not only teach it, he knew how to sell it. He knew how to get you to start learning English before, like, to be engaged in the teaching of it before you even make the mental decision of like, oh, okay, I, I guess I'll pay attention. And he did that by being able to tell stories and suck your attention in and then start to teach you English. This is what we all need to learn how to do to sell our products, whether they're physical products at an e-commerce store or whether they're information products that we're selling on, on our own or a combination of the both, or, or both of them. We need to learn how to sell our products and tell stories to do that. When we can tell stories about other people who have the same problem as our customers, and we tell, if we can tell a story about how another person with a similar problem to our customers has had their problem solved by our product, then the customer puts two and two together in their head. Like, oh, well, this product can solve my problem. And all of a sudden, it's their idea to get the product, and voila, they're sold. This only happens if you tell a good story, though. And uh, it's essential to marketing. And the easiest way to be able to learn how to tell stories and market effectively is to do it with a product that's already selling. Wouldn't you agree? If you're gonna learn how to market, you have to sell a product, you have to tell a story to sell that product, and you have to sell that product to people, to an audience that's going to want it already. So that's three variables. If you're gonna learn how to do, how to do this, don't you think you would wanna take some of those variables out of the equation so you can get solid at whatever it is that you're trying to do. Like, uh, I opened a Shopify store and I tried to sell a new product to a new audience with new marketing techniques that I'm trying to learn. And I was trying to learn all three at the same time. And I was failing in circles. <laughs> and um, just over and over again. And, and, and now I'm realizing if I start off selling a product that is proven that people want, that solves their problem, that other people are already buying, then figuring out the marketing is not going to be as hard because I can look at what other people are doing and model them, not copy, but model and get similar results to what they're getting. Simple as that. And once I learn that and I can start applying that, now I can start selling other products for a commission. And, uh, and, and 
just learn how to market better. <laughs> you know, learn how to be able to sell anything. And once I have that down, creating my own product and selling it, it'd be a little bit easier because, you know, I have some experience. I know what people want or so to speak. I know how to ask audiences what they want or what they need so that I can give it to them directly. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but that's why it's better to practice, not practice, but just to sell other people's products. That's going to give you practice. It's going to help you get better at marketing. And uh, also, there are some products that you can sell that uh, you can get a heavy, like a nice commission on. Um, there's products that you can sell that you can get a commission every month for. Like there's tools and there's software you can sell where uh, where you can get, for every person that you sign up, you make like 120 bucks a month. And if this software is a is a tool that the person needs they're going to pay their bill every month and that means that you're going to get paid every month to give you an example of what i'm talking about uh click funnels for instance probably my favorite website builder because you can do everything with it you can build your site you have there's an integrated shopping cart in there you can make a membership site you can do everything with it and so it's really important you can build sales funnels. You can connect those sales funnels to your Shopify store so that when somebody clicks on a product, they go through a funnel. It's it's um it, it's something that almost every business owner needs. If they think that they don't need it, it's because they don't understand it. But every business owner needs it. Uh and so just that alone <laughs> it means that you can sell it to a lot of people. You can get a lot of people signed up to it and, um, and it's going to make them money. So if they get signed up and they figure out how to use it right, they're never going to let that thing go. It's going to, it's going to generate them a lot more money than what they're paying for the bill, the $300 a month bill. That's nothing for a business cost. I mean, for individual people, we think, Oh, 300 bucks. I don't know for, for a business. Um, let's in and for somebody in an entrepreneurial mindset, three hundred dollars a month is nothing, especially for something that can generate them thousands upon thousands upon thousands easily just by implementing it. So when you get somebody hooked up with software that does that, and they start using it, and they're paying the bill, you're basically padding your bank account every month. You're giving yourself more leadway to be able to test products and to be able to build. A successful business that's not based around affiliate marketing. You see, affiliate marketing is just signing people up or essentially selling them <laughs> on whatever it is that you're marketing. You're, you're being an affiliate for a business and you're marketing their stuff for them. So when you start doing that, you're going to get better at selling. You're going to earn commissions every month for passive income. And you're also going to be growing a list. You're going to be growing a list of people that you can continue affiliate marketing to. When you find other products that complement what you've already sold them, you can say, hey, you got that ClickFunnels thing, your sales funnel is, is rocking, and maybe have you thought about getting ClickFunnels uh, funnel hacks package? 
This is where you have everything that you need. You get six months of ClickFunnels for free, and you get a bunch of extra training from Russell Brunson, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the creator and co-founder of ClickFunnels, who basically paved the way for all of this. You get his special training package. Uh, are you interested in that? You know, you can just keep sending them emails about stuff that they're going to be interested in because you have them on a list now. And those emails will all have links to funnels for them to go into. That's how this is done. You build your uh, passive income and you get that income stream rocking. And then you build a business off of that. And this isn't some new, uh, some some new business plan um, or some new way to grow a business. Stephen Larson, the main funnel builder for ClickFunnels, at least he used to be, uh, started this way. He started affiliate marketing. He learned how to build his funnels, and he learned how to market through his progress affiliate marketing. And then he took those skills that he learned and he started building sales funnels for other businesses, which eventually got him hired as the main funnel builder at ClickFunnels. He started using the software and got himself a job through that. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. This should show you that anything is possible. Okay, um, so that's why I closed my Shopify store down. Well, it's not really closed. I'm just not paying attention to it right now because I don't want any traffic going into it. I want them going into my funnels. But until then, I have to really learn how to market like professionally, like extremely well. So I'm putting all of my time and energy into affiliate marketing and growing my passive income. And I think that you guys should all that do that too. Um, it's the easiest and I mean, it's the best way to be able to pad your wallet, to be able to make business decisions because when it comes down to it, scare money, don't make money, right? <laughs> like you have to be willing to invest. Basically, that's what that means. You have to be willing to invest in yourself and in your business. And if you don't have any money coming in, then you have no way of being able to do that. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast because next episode, I'm going to be going over how you can start your own affiliate marketing income stream and start supplementing your business or preparing to launch your business. That's what I'm doing. So I'm going to go over exactly what I'm doing that's working for me today so I can try to help you guys as much as possible. Until next time, peace, subscribe, rate, and review. This is Ron Carter. Thank you for joining us for Ecom Billionaires. See you in the next episode. As always, thanks for listening to the show. I put together an article to help give you guys a better understanding of sales funnels and exactly what they can do for your business. And you can get this article, it's a standalone article at affiliatesolutions.info slash funnel. Now that article is at affiliatesolutions.info slash funnel. I gave some good examples of sales funnels that all of you are familiar with that are not on the internet, some physical real life funnels, just to give you guys some better perspective to try to help you guys out. And just so you know, Ecom Billionaires is going to have our own website up in about a week or so. So we'll be able to put all these awesome resources in one place for you guys from now on. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.